baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. If you missed our conversation with uh, Sloan Martin, you can uh, subscribe to the Adam and Jordana podcast. Wherever you get your podcasts, I uh, had Sloan on to talk about Caitlin Clark, her uh, record-breaking night last night. Did so with style, a 35-foot, three-point shot from the logo. And she is now the uh, all-time leading scorer in women's collegiate basketball. But uh, Sloan talked about her impact and also learned something about Sloan. I had no idea. Maybe I did know that. That she was a power lifter, and I'm just neglected to remember that. But is that a hobby you'd like to pick up, Dave? Power lifting? Uh, no. Text nope. in right now. How much you bench? Six five one four six one nine two two six. How much you bench in this these days? Six five one four six one nine two two six. Among the events, among the events happening in the Twin Cities this weekend, of course, the ski race and a flurry of winter activities uh-huh. and. Monster Jam is coming is to the really? Stadium this weekend, tomorrow, oh. and Sunday. Adam, have you ever been to a Monster Jam, and would you would you go if I handed you a pair of tickets right now? I think I would. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if I've ever been to a Monster Truck Rally. I must have at some point in my life. At the Metrodome. Sunday, Sunday, yeah. Sunday, Sunday. Brought to you by Jam and Company 7. And kid seats are still just five bucks. Grave Digger. <laughs> I really just brought that up so we could do that. Thanks. Grave Digger. <laughs> I think I got a future. To- <laughs> Grave Digger. <laughs> um, what are the other? Bigfoot. Bigfoot was one of the big yeah. trucks, right? I just I just know Grave Digger. Grave Digger. Bigfoot. <laughs> Smashing cars. Uh, I absolutely would go to a truck okay. monster truck rally. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I've been to one. I don't think so. They're very loud. I bet. Right? Very, very loud. I went as a teenager. Yeah. to one at the Metro. It was really loud. Right? Very loud, and it was fun. And I, I don't know that I need to go again. Yeah. But it was it was a fun event. I th- I, love my, I think my kids would f- actually get a kick out of it. Uh, the Timberwolves scored 44 points in the first quarter to jump out to a 30-point lead. Went on to beat the lowly Trailblazers 128-91 to in their final game before the All-Star break. They're now 39-16. and uh, Is this the uh, best-looking first half of a Wolves season ever? I would think so. Uh, four wins in a row. This is from our old buddy Alan Horton. Four wins in a row, nine victories in their last 12. At 39 and 16, Minnesota is a season high, 23 games over 500. Timberwolves are number one in the West at the All Star break for the first time in franchise history. Yes, and full stop, best Timberwolves uh, half of a season uh, ever. I don't know. Chad could prove me wrong later when he joins. You sound like he Jordana just like reading something to my sports question. Right. There. You just like I, Google, let's see Google, Google it. Barnes oh, let's try to find say. something to read about. No, that. it's and, and again, I mean, I watched last night. I started with late night. You know, I said, I'll yeah. sample a little of this. And they were up by like, yeah, they were up by 20 points like right away. I'm like, jeez. Yeah. And I, again, the the Blazers aren't, aren't a great team, but still, that's impressive, man. And again, 
Got a whole other half of the season, and then it's going to get really exciting here. Sure is. Uh, this spring. Cannot wait. We'll have twins baseball going on yeah. at the same time as we've got playoff basketball. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it's going to be nice out. It's going to be awesome, man. Awesome, man. At the Metrodome and Gravedigger. College basketball players from Furley Dickinson University found themselves in a tight spot, quite literally. I, saw, I heard this. Ahead of Thursday's game against the Long Island University, the start of the game was delayed after several FDU players became stuck in a cramped elevator and had to be extracted by members of the New York Fire Department. Adam, where does stuck in an elevator, stuck in a cramped elevator rank on your list of phobias? I've the been world? there. Uh, oh, here. you have? I got stuck in the elevator here. Uh, that was probably, what, five years ago? And I think it was like a half hour. And the bike messenger was in <laughs> was oh. in the uh, elevator with me. <laughs> He a, he wasn't handling yeah he wasn't handling it well really well just because he had places to be yeah I suppose so schedule um that didn't really honestly it didn't bother me that much how long were you there for but it was about a half hour and you made contact with somebody right away yeah yeah so then you know yeah. and it's only a th- and I was like the second floor now if I'm stuck in an elevator and it's like you know eightieth floor eightieth floor <laughs> and you're feeling it move I'd get a little nervous did you think about trying to like move some tiles on the ceiling and escape yeah. No, no chance. Oh, I, that's that's the first thing I'd start looking around. Yeah. Can I use my keys to pry that panel off? Ugh. I have a phobia that like every time I get off the elevator, suddenly it's going to drop and it's like, going to cut my leg off. <laughs> it's one of those unusual phobias. Do you take I the have. stairs usually here in the building? Uh, not enough. Usually okay. when I go, when I leave, I go down the stairs. But I used to, mainly because I didn't know the door code, and I still don't. Oh, yeah, I know the door code. I just had to figure it out again. They changed it and didn't tell anybody. I know. Communication. We're in the communication yeah, exactly. business, right? Megalodon. <laughs> I've, I've pulled up a list of monster truck names, and I'm just going to keep dropping them in periodically. Uh, normally, our winters here in Minnesota are, what, about six or seven months long. Uh, this winter is officially four days long. This uh, this weekend is winter in yeah. Minnesota. So, Two uh, days of winter. How, are you, how will you celebrate? Will you get outside before it's 40 and sunny again next It week? is pretty. Sure is. But I'll tell you though too, like you realize mid February, it's already just the sun feels different. Like when I was came home yesterday to just finish up the shoveling that I didn't. I mean that sun was warm. It's yes. like even it was cold, but it was like that sun angle is very warm. And like the drive into work for us, which is a dark drive all winter long, is starting yes. to be a sunlight drive, yep. which is kind of nice. Yeah, I drove in. It was light this morning. It was light. Still kind of light at 6 o'clock last night. I love it. Bigfoot, Monster Mutt, and Bad Company. Brought to you by Jam and Company 7. Tickets through Ticketmaster. Or online. Avenger. Bad News Travels Fast. That's the name of a monster truck. That's a mouthful. When I went to the monster truck rally when I was uh, a teenager... We're waiting in line at the Metrodome, and it's cold outside, and everyone's kind of grumpy. So we all started uh, talking very loudly about how excited we were for the puppy show. Oh. And all these rough guys were, <laughs> yeah. I can't wait to see that one yeah. puppy when he jumps yeah. over. And yeah, it was pretty funny. Maximum destruction. <laughs> okay, home ownership. Is it a thing of the past? It used to be a mark of, uh, it was a progression. You get married, you have kids, you buy a house. Fewer and fewer are buying houses because it's too damn expensive. So how do you build wealth? We'll get into that next. Are houses 
too expensive for the people that should be buying houses? Well, the answer to that is obviously yes. It used to be a rite of passage where you would buy a house at some point in your life. When you get married, you buy the house, you raise your family, and that house is an investment. It's not only a place to live, but it's the investment where you build personal wealth. You have an asset. That dream, that is, I guess, quintessentially, that's part of the American dream, as we would call it. That dream is more and more unattainable because of the costs of housing now. Buying a house is really, really expensive, more so right now than it has been maybe ever. And guess what? Younger people, they're not doing that American dream because it's cheaper to rent. Even though I would still make the argument that writing that check for your mortgage each month is still a good thing to do because you own a home then and you have equity and you build personal uh, wealth. I'm not talking about getting rich, just having something. But more and more people choosing not to do that, especially younger people. And I think a lot of it not only has to do with the costs of it, which are, again, astronomical right now, considering mortgage rates and just the cost of a home, but also the lifestyle. Like I rented briefly, after I got a divorce, I rented a townhome uh, for about a year. And it was very expensive to rent. And I just remembered writing that check every month thinking I'm just, obviously I have a place to live, but it's not, I'm just kind of throwing this money away. Whereas if I were writing that check for a mortgage, I would feel better about it. But that gap is now widened so much that if you want to be able to afford food and everything else, not only other necessities, but have a little money to you know, use for fun that you just cannot justify buying a house. Maybe you've seen this. Maybe you're experiencing this. Maybe you're one of the, your kid or is of that age that is about to start their lives and just can't make it work without renting. That buying a home is just unattainable. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll be full disclosure. So when I was of age, got the job back here at CCO Radio in 2001, moved back here, and I bought a house at the – I, I, I was young enough where it's like, you know, my parents were still guiding me. This is what you should do. And my mom's like, you have to buy a house. Buy a house now and you, you won't be sorry. So I just kind of did that. But I had a little help from my parents in buying that house. And it's a fraction of the cost of what houses cost nowadays. So I had – luckily I had help. Otherwise, if I had not had assistance from my parents, at that time I probably wouldn't have been able to afford a house. And I think there's a lot of young people who are still getting that kind of assistance from their parents, but a lot of them aren't either. Or it's too, even too, too expensive for the parents saying, I can't afford helping you with uh, the down payment or helping you buy this house. And it's changed the game so much. Yeah, the other thing that's changed and, and also scared people off from the housing market is the fact that a lot of families aren't living in the same place or the same one or two houses for your entire life. Uh, People move more often, they upgrade, they go to a different city, they get a new job, and they need to change um, where they live. And the recession uh, 15 years ago saw the housing market go upside down in a way that a lot of people lost a lot of money and are still 
in some cases, digging out from Gun shy from and yes. reeling from that when they go, well, if I buy this and then something changed, I need to sell in five years. Right. What if I'm upside down on yeah. this house? And they go, well, yep. let's just rent instead. It's less risky. Even though I think the experts and the uh, economic experts say that that bubble burst isn't going to happen this time, that this is much more sound market. And look, this isn't the first time we've had crazy uh, prices. I mean, back I heard about stories back in the 80s and 70s when in like mortgage rates were double digit. And so like even people who freak out about a 6.5% mortgage um, interest rate on a mortgage, that to me it's like my first mortgage I think was in the 6, 6%. But we grew so accustomed to, you know, 3% um, that I, it's just it's all relative. But, you know, it's the... That's why when you look around and see the homelessness, obviously it's in our face now with a lot of these uh, encampments, that it's expensive. And it's not just people whose lives have fallen apart who find themselves living on the streets. It is Whether you're renting or buying, it is expensive to put a roof over your head. Uh, yes, some texts coming in here to six five one four six one nine two two six. Yes, buying a house is expensive, so is maintaining that house. One advantage of renting is you're not married to it. If things go wrong, you're not responsible. Yes, you're paying somebody else's mortgage, but in a lot of situations, renting can be better than buying depending on your stage in life. 100% correct on that. And here's another person who suggests that maybe it's the gener- one of those generalizations about uh, the next generation. Housing may be getting a little more expensive, but the kids today don't have a problem with paying fifteen hundred to twenty five hundred a month for the elaborate apartment. I firmly believe that a good portion of the kids today are lazy and don't want to shovel, mow, rake, or do the minor upkeep. They are also the worst savers I have ever seen. Don't carry cash, but no problem using the plastic. Well, okay, there's a lot to dissect there. That's a very generational view of things, and I'm going to push back on pretty much every point you made. I don't think, by and large, kids are lazy. Are there some who just don't want to do yard work? Maybe so. Maybe they want to be doing other things, but I don't think that just automatically makes them lazy. Um, fifteen hundred, twenty-five hundred elaborate apartments. I don't think a lot of these apartments are what you would describe as elaborate. There's a reason they're building tons of apartment buildings. It's because that's how these kids want to live. Kids, how these people want to live. Also, the worst savers I've ever seen. I don't know about that. Uh, uh, who? Okay, so baby boomers. If you're, I've heard. Well, we just had uh, Susan Stiles in this week, and she said that millennials are absolutely savers because their kids, their children of the Great Recession, they saw the Great Recession. They saw their parents and grandparents, in some cases, lose a lot of money. So. It's the same with the boomers, the ones who came out of the Great Depression, also big savers. So I push back against that, too. And don't carry cash, no problem using plastic. That's just the, that's where we're at as a society. People have debit cards. It's not credit cards. They're debit cards. And using that card is easier than carrying cash around in your wallet. So push back on that. Uh, somebody texts in, first mortgage rate was 18%. Could you imagine that? <laughs> 1972, our interest rate was 17%. <laughs> <Six> t- <laughs> Could you imagine? No. That's, now, the, granted, the houses were much cheaper than they are now, yes. relatively. 
Yeah. So I would imagine that today, if you got a six and a half or seven percent interest rate compared to the median price of houses, that's probably the same kind of cost you're looking at. But seventeen. I mean, like now people are like, that would be a crazy. Like uh, you'd cancel your credit card if that was a seventeen percent. The rates are up to what five or six or seven now, and we're. You know, crazy mad yeah. that it's That's not what I'm saying. three or four. Yeah, it's all it's relative. Uh, Tim Lammers uh, joins us every Friday. He's coming up with a couple of uh, things to watch this weekend. Madam Web uh, theatrical release, as well as a Netflix original streaming documentary, Lover, Stalker, Killer, which debuted at number one on Netflix. Tim will review both of those when he joins us next on WCCO on a Friday. As we welcome Tim to the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline, Tim, we started off the show talking about hobbies because my friend and yours, Dave Josephson, is making maple syrup. Uh-huh. Uh, he's, he pops the trees and makes his own maple syrup, and there's not a lot of people doing that anymore. Uh, when it comes to hobbies, do you have a, a variety of hobbies, or do you have a hobbies? I certainly do, and I think you're aware of it because you subscribe to my YouTube channel where I do unboxing and reviews of action figures. Yes. I'm a big movie action figure guy, a collectible sort of guy. I love that sort of stuff. I look at them as tiny, affordable works of art. Yeah. Because it is pretty incredible, some of the work that some uh, of these artisans do. So, yes, indeed, I do have that. And I think it probably all started when I was a kid and I got started getting Star Wars action oh, figures. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I, I love it. I, I, I think it's so much fun, and people look at me like I'm infantile, but eh, so what? <laughs> you guys got to have a hobby. That's what I'm saying. And I'm like, yeah, do you, yeah, you, do you, gotta, do... you really got to take away from yes. either the doldrums or the madness yes. of life. Uh, now, is it a financial benefit to you, or is it more just collectibles and that? It's just collectible. Yeah. I, I just love having this stuff around. I have way too much of it. What is your most prized action figure? Ooh, I don't know. I mean, if you're talking in terms of value, I don't know. I mean, there is one of Ian McKellen as Magneto from X-Men 2, mm-hmm. probably one of the best-looking action figures in terms of the resemblance huh. that I've ever seen. Yeah. So I love that. And I also have, they're almost like full-to-scale uh, figures of the two main characters from Tim Burton's Corpse, Gra- uh, Corpse Bride. Okay. And that's a stop-motion animated film, so they really look like they stepped off the screen, and I have both of them in a wow. case. So, yeah, those are pretty cool, too. But, oh, yeah, I love – there's there's a lot of classic monster action figures produced, and I have a ton of those. And so, yeah, it, it, it varies, that or Star Wars or, you know, the Mandalorian figures. Yeah, I, I just have a ton of them. So. Very, very cool, very cool. And what about yours? What's your hobby? Uh, underwater basket weaving. I like you, you know. No, no. <laughs> I, honestly, I do. Like, I play the guitar a little bit. I, is that a hobby? I guess. Um, um, what? Uh, like, deer hunting to me is almost like a hobby now. Hunting yeah, and fishing. Sure, sure. Uh, so, we all have our yeah, thing. You know? gotta have it. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, in the theaters right now, Madame Webb, starring Dakota Johnson. Let's hear a little bit of that. A week ago, I spent my life racing against time. I'm gonna help you out today, okay? Trying to save people who are running out of it. Get me! Until one moment changed everything come on welcome back to the land that we're living i don't understand what's happening i've been having visions i knew he was gonna die i think i'm seeing the future 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Cassandra Webb is a New York City paramedic who starts to show signs of clairvoyance. Forced to confront revelations about her past, she must protect three young women from a mysterious adversary who wants them dead. How was this movie, Tim? You know, Uh-oh. the superhero genre. <laughs> when you get the, you know. Oh. And oh, you can just tell with the tone of my voice. Yeah, it's superhero stuff again. Mm-hmm. And, you know, look, the, when when the MCU suffers... The Marvel Cinematic Universe that Disney owns, I mean, that's that's not good. And 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 Sony, you know, they they reached an agreement so Spider Man could be in the MCU, but they still have, I guess you could say, ancillary characters that you know they're trying to make into franchise material. They did it with Venom, which the first movie is pretty good. I mean, Tom Hardy's a great actor. Second movie though was terrible, and then they did a movie with uh, Jared Leto called Morbius, and that was a dud. And this one is kind of on par with Morbius. It's just it's dull and uninspiring, and and certainly you know what I've realized. I've been telling a lot of people this. You know when you're finishing up a series like Griselda, or you're watching a series like Capote versus the Swan, mm-hmm. where the acting is so stellar, you just realize that. Boy, this acting in, in Madam Web is really just flat. Yeah. And they, they almost seem like they're bored or something. It's too bad. I think Dakota Johnson can act. And again, she is this, this woman who she inherited the powers, I guess, of, of a spider because her mother was a researcher in the Amazon. Um, she was bit by this spider just before uh, she gave birth to Dakota's character. And so she only earned, she only. Um, inherited some of the aspects of a spider. I never knew spiders had the power of clairvoyance, personally. <laughs> which, again, is like one of those giant plot holes that's never fully explained. Yeah. Um, but there is a nemesis, of course, who's the research partner of this woman, and he, he was bitten directly by the spider, and so he can do all the stuff Spider-Man can do, like climb walls and, and all that sort of stuff. So you, you explained it in the, in the little uh, plot tease there, uh, there's three women that have the power to take this guy down, and Dakota Johnson's character is the one to protect them. So it's it's disappointing. Yeah. You know, it's just disappointing, and you really hope that and superhero fatigue is real. I think yeah. the studios know that. The only big Marvel movie coming out this the only Marvel movie coming out this year is Deadpool and Mar- uh, Wolverine mm-hmm. in July. So if that doesn't save it, Adam, I don't know what will. But this is not the movie to uh, revive the superhero genre. You know, it's not, a, at least in my opinion, it's not a bad thing that we've got superhero fatigue. We can we can park some superhero movies for a few years, I think. I think. Yeah, I, I think so. And, you know, and, and, and I know people are slamming the movie. And is it bad? Yeah, I hate to call a movie bad because there's a lot of work that goes into it. But uh, it's not laughably bad. You know, it's not <laughs> like a Rocky Horror Picture Show yeah. deal where they'll be making fun of it. It's just... If people, you can just can tell at least with the performers, their hearts don't feel like they're into it, yeah. you know. And and you can just sense that sort of thing, especially when you see series as great or acting as great 
as Capote versus the Swans or Griselda, where it's just, it's electric. You feel it. It feels real. And uh, so, yeah, I, I obviously didn't get that feeling here. Uh, browsing Netflix the other day, I saw uh, a teaser for this, and it uh, piqued my interest on Netflix. It's called Lover, Stalker, Killer. Debuted at number one on the Netflix movie chart. Let's hear a little of this. I hopped back online. That's when Liz came into my life. She was very smiley, energetic. She liked motorcycles. I had a motorcycle. I was a match made in heaven. And then one morning, I get a text from Carrie Farmer. It was a total shock. The messages started slowly, but it ramped up. The implication was, if I can't have you, nobody will. I was on a road to having a mental breakdown. I thought I'd seen it all. I hadn't seen anything like this. Ooh, wow, this is like fatal attraction, but real. Fatal attraction on steroids. Yeah. And, you know, you think, okay, well, we all know how that fatal attraction goes. I mean, it... I mean, yeah, there's. It's a great movie, but there's not these twists and turns that are are so good that uh, where where life is stranger than fiction. I mean, it, that, that's the sort of thing that's going on here. You you think you're going to get a fatal attraction story, and it takes such of a turn oh. that that it, you don't see coming. And and it's hard to talk about a movie like this because without, without spilling the beans. Without spilling the beans, so I'll be very careful. But yeah, so there's this auto mechanic, Dave Krupa. His name is he's from Iowa. He, By the way, that's a great name for an auto mechanic, Dave Krupa. Dave Krupa, there, yeah. go see Dave. Um, and and so he he works as this auto mechanic. Um, he separates from his partner, who he has kids with. He meets this woman named Liz on an online dating site where he re- relocated to in Nebraska. But a couple weeks later, you know, and he told Liz, he says, I want this to be no strings attached. So he meets and hits it off with this other woman, Carrie. And that, after a couple weeks, it's like no strings attached. But then he gets this weird text that says, you know, I, well, let's move in together. He says, well, no, no, wait a second. This wasn't supposed to be serious. And then the mood turns. And then this guy's life descends into hell because all of a sudden this person is sending all these threatening texts not only directed towards him, but towards Liz, towards his former partner and her children. And then you get these detectives digging deeper and deeper and deeper into the case, and it takes some spins that, again, I don't think Hollywood is smart enough to make up. <laughs> I honestly, God, I mean, you know, this, and now you know that this is, it's either coming to Lifetime or something. Yeah. Somebody's going to hop on this story and make it a movie because it is so it's so mind blowing. This might be the best Netflix documentary, true crime documentary since Making a Murderer. Really? Oh my God! Yeah, and oh. it's only an hour and a half long. The other, all this other stuff that they show are miniseries. It's amazing how this director uh, compacts his stuff. Sam Hopkinson is his name, and he has mounds of facts and evidence to explain the events of the story, and he does it in the hour and a half time frame. It's incredible. It's really great storytelling and just nerve-wracking, nail-biting for the whole 90 minutes. Well, Jen and I are kid-free this weekend. We will be watching this because we just got a text, too, on our text line. OMG, Adam, must watch Lover, Stalker, Killer. That yeah, and thanks to whoever texted in because it it only affirms Tim's not overhyping this one. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. I can't wait. Uh, that yeah, we'll watch yeah. it this weekend. 
All right. And start Capote versus the Swan. Yes. Or, or Griselda, too. You got to see those. Again, the acting is stellar yeah. in that. Uh, that. Absolutely. That's right up my alley and my wife's alley. We, we, we will love that. You uh, mentioned this. I see this. Ridley Scott, a biopic about the Bee Gees. Is this happening? This is happening. I cannot wait. I love music biopics, okay? <laughs> How about that yeah. falsetto, huh? Oh, I'm glad that you tried it first. <laughs> yeah. I'm up for the role, Ridley. I'm, uh, I could be uh, Barry Gibb. Well, you can tell by the way I use my walk. I'm a woman's man. No time to talk. How is it? Very good. Teaching recording? Well, it's about a six and a half, I'll give you. <laughs> you and I together, there brother. There we go. At the State Fair this year, Tim. We'll come out with there the Bee Gees outfits. We'll be yes. alive on the WCCO porch. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Ridley Scott is a great filmmaker. Some of them hit, some of them don't. I mean, Napoleon didn't quite get the audience. But I love the fact that this guy is trying different things. I mean, you know, it, it, it's, they're, they're not afraid. They're undaunted by these sorts of things. And, you know, is it going to be a musical? No, but there's going to be a lot of music in it. It's going to tell a wonderful story of this terrific act. My big question will be who will be cast? As they're right. going to have to have a great falsetto, right? Um, but it's you know maybe the who's it uh, Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy and Fallon and uh, Justin that. Timberlake, yeah, the Barry Gibb <laughs> talk show, yes. So I love it. I love I love these stories of these musicians. We've you know gotten them with uh, Freddie Mercury and Queen. Uh, Elton John was more of a musical fantasy, but I love that sort of stuff. So I'm really really looking forward to this. Excellent. Uh, have a great weekend. Thank you for, again, uh, the recommendation that we want to give you, Lover, Stalker, Killer on Netflix. Tim says, run, don't walk, and you will enjoy it thoroughly. Or Indeed. enjoy it, or, and, or it'll scare the this, hell out of you, right? And after this call, I'm booking some studio yes. time for you and I to do our ah! cover band. <laughs> <laughs> I'll start, All right, Adam, I'll start growing weekend. my chest hair out here as we speak there and put the go. medallion on. Thanks, Tim. <laughs> All right, see you. Have a good weekend. Tim Lammers, uh, his reviews brought to us by Bradshaw and Brian, personal injury attorneys seeking justice for the injured. You can find them at minnesotapersonalinjury.com and read more from Tim at directconversations.com. There they go. That's uh, Packer Dance Team. Yesterday we did a little send-off. Yeah, from South St. Paul High School, the South St. Paul Packer Jazz Dance Team uh, loading up the bus yesterday on their way to downtown Minneapolis, where today, this afternoon, they will participate in the uh, Jazz Dance State Tournament as part of uh, Class 2A, one of 12 uh, 2A teams. And uh, Morgan, my daughter, on that team, very happy for them, so excited. I'm wearing my maroon. I got a state dance shirt on today. I've got my uh, maroon and black uh, Nike Airs. Yeah, I saw those. Are those sweet, new kicks though? you have? Or? I saw, yeah, I saw those, and the color was right. Perfect. Although I'm not a Nike guy. My feet are too wide to wear Nikes. Nikes are very narrow shoes. Oh. I have the big flat feet. Okay. Didn't so I had to break. The first time I wore these, it was quite painful because they're the old yeah. school leather shoes. Yep, yep. And it takes you like one good couple hours to break, it, break them in. Mm-hmm. But I'm wearing those. So, yeah. So yesterday they walk out. Uh, the uh, high school, the boys' basketball team was out there cheering them on as they uh, and some of their uh, kids. Of course, the kids never figure that it's 
This is a total old guy where you become a parent. Where are the coats? Yeah. Where are the jackets on these kids? It's freezing cold yesterday, and all these kids aren't wearing any jackets. That is, oh yeah, stop that. Who cares? They can wear what they I want. Know. They're they're you'll going catch to catch a cold. You'll catch. They're not going to catch, catch a death. cold. They're going straight to a warm bus or outside. Not for those kids. I'm talking about seconds. like a Sig or a little sister. All the other kids are sitting out there eh. with no jackets on. Eh. So they load up the bus. Kids are tough. And as they do now, uh, we had uh, members of the South St. Paul Police Department and the South Metro Fire Department doing the police escort out of town. Let's hear a little of that. Uh, a fire truck. Boy, they got a bunch. And like four squad cars. How fun is that? It's like a whole city-wide yeah. thing, yeah. Listen to this here. Uh, Waste the city resources. <laughs> that was me, because uh, I was standing next to the mayor of South St. Paul, my uh, buddy Jimmy Francis, who obviously appears on this station, as freak as uh, other people from time to time. He's the mayor of South St. Paul. His daughter also on the uh, dance team, Josephina. Uh, so they will uh, be in action this afternoon. So if you uh, keep your fingers crossed around 3 o'clock when the Packer dancers uh, will be performing. Of course, there's two Packer dance teams, Austin also in the oh. Class 2A, and they are also the Packers. Okay. So um, very uh, excited. Uh, very excited. Can't wait. That's at uh, Target, Target Center. Target Center. So yep. you're going to head down there right after the show? Right here? after the show. Uh, the Class 2A uh, starts right around 2 o'clock, and there's 12 teams, so they'll all be dancing. So if... Uh, Wish a little luck for the for the South St. Paul Packer dance team. Very excited for them. Do you get that? I mean, you see your daughter this afternoon at all, or is she kind of in the? Machine I don't know. So and... she so they stayed downtown last night. They yeah. stayed at the Lowe's Hotel. Got nice. a nice room. That was very cool for them. And they were there this another morning. waste of taxpayer money. I Total assume. waste yep, okay. of money. <laughs> um, and then uh, yeah, the, the, I'm not sure what kind of access because they all perform. Then I think they pick three finalists. Sure. Then the finalists will come back. Uh, later this afternoon or early evening, where they will announce. For so, a will your family stay to watch the finalists, no matter what? Or are you uh, at home, or what do you do? Probably go celebrate. Not. Probably go celebrate. Okay, so. good. So, looking forward to it. Uh, Paul Douglas coming up because I saw a figure about that the oceans have not cooled enough during the winter, and it could be a hellish hurricane season. Paul talks about this all the time, about the oceans and how they are warming and how it's contributing to more significant storms. Uh, Your friend and mine, Paul Douglas, after the news. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 